Diddle-a-dum-dum, British Strongman Podcast, episode 80-something. So today we have Anthony Furman, La Flama Blanca. Do you still call yourself the La Flama Blanca? Only when I'm getting ready to compete. It's, that's kind of like my competition persona, you know? Yeah. So please t- tell us tell us more about you. Give us a, your background. Like, first of all, as an athlete, because obviously we know what you're doing now in terms of, like, developing the sport, which we want to talk about more in depth in terms of clash, but let, uh, t- tell us more about you and um, how you've how you've uh, made it to the top of the, the weight class scene. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty average guy, really. I grew up in Pennsylvania in like a kind of a size, small town. Uh, played a lot of sports growing up, you know, like a lot of, a lot of guys do. Um, I happened to be growing up right at the time when the Iraq war was escalating real bad and, uh, we're doing all the, we're doing all the surges over there, and I actually joined the army in 2006 because I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than bigger than me. Um, I want to feel like I was doing something in the world instead of just living in my little piece of shit hole of it, you know. Wow. So uh, how, how long were you in the army for then? I just retired. Um, so oh, wow. yeah, almost 16 years. I got medically retired because of my stupid knee. Yeah. So. But, what- uh, so yeah, t- like, like tell tell us how it all led into led into strongman. Like, what what sports did you do? What what's your sporting background? What do you feel has contributed to um, you being successful within strongman from your your kind of it, earlier days? It, uh, three th- three things athletically kind of contributed. You know, there was playing football growing up, American football. Um, you know, it's a, it's a contact sport. It's not easy. It's it's really freaking hard. There's a huge talent pool here, so you're you're always um, that, trained, that trained a lot of ways athletically, um, just mindset, you know, kind of got me there. Actually, I, I'm actually a bowler. Right. Um, yeah. For bowling, I, I was last time I was in a league, I carried like a two average, uh, pretty, pretty bowler. And I got to tell you, bowling taught me a lot about strongman because tell you what, if you don't have patience, you can't bowl like for real. Uh, wow. it takes a you have to learn a lot of the same patterns and mechanics to do them over and over again, which is similar in any athletic sport. Yeah. So having already done that, you know, that kind of carried over when I started strongman, I was able to one, be patient and two kind of, once I got something down, it was in there. I didn't have, you know, I, I could do it over and over again. Uh, mechanically. Um, and those in the army, I, I tell you, the one of the first interviews I ever did, they were like, man, you're really good at the Hussafil. I'm like, Guys, it's only 60 seconds. I've walked for like three days straight, so it's not that big a deal. Wow. Um, you know, just like the tough, the mental toughness part of it. Like, the, all right, yeah. this is not. So did, did you do, um, like, say, did you learn how to train with weights when you were playing football? Is that when it started, like, in the weight room? Actually, the, the very first time, I was probably, uh, I was in middle school, and my, and I, my stepfather um, got me into lifting a little bit. He had, like, a little set that he put in my room with like dumbbells and I would just do curls and stuff. Uh, all that stuff, trying to get bigger push-ups, And then football is where I kind of like really started. And then honestly, it went away for, for quite a while with the army. Cause a lot of times you don't have uh, time really to lift with our job, especially when you're deploying a bunch and you're actually doing your work over there. Um, then later on, as the wars calmed down, I had more time to lift um, and I fell back in love with it and found out I was pretty good at it. And I was decent. I was above average strong for the normal guys. So I was like, all right, let's see where we can go with this. 
So how many years have you done Strongman for then? When did you start? What, what year did you start? Uh, June 2015, uh, Colorado Parker Days was my first competition. So technically, you want to count the past two years that I haven't done shit? Have you been uh, you've been on the couch for two years of you? Yeah, ever since after I won my last title, I had a knee surgery, and then I was uh, rehabbing that to come back for the Arnold Brazil, and uh, I tore my bicep, and then it's just been to Zen my shit, my focus has shifted. I was like, I, I got I got a little frustrated with back to back injuries. So the the knee that it obviously affected your job as well. Did you do that in strongman, or was that on the job? No, my first my first knee injury was very early in my army career. Um, you just all the stuff we do, rocking, running, jumping out of planes. It's very knee and back heavy. And yeah. I'm a, even when I didn't lift, I was still, I was still easily 100 kilos without lifting. Right. Okay. So big guys running like that, you know. <laughs> so as but, an athlete, what what's been your what's been your your, your biggest achievement within this within the sport? Um, like I, I probably know what this is, but um, for for people listening, what's you what's your biggest achievement as a as a pure, from a pure athlete's perspective? I got to say my biggest achievement was getting to the point where the entire class was chasing me. Um, that was something it's, it's, it's amazing. Rarely does somebody, does somebody get there where you have people chasing you? Um, you know, when you become the standard of the, of the for performance of the class and that, that was really humbling. Once I realized people were after me <laughs> and, you know, you know, like mimicking me and all that stuff. It was just very, very, very flattering. And do you think you're, I was following you. Well, obviously, I've followed you for years, actually. But um, I, I kind of got the I, I got the impression that you were that you were getting back into into training with the view to competing again. And then recently, it seems like you're not, and you're going to focus more on your coaching and so. No, no, no. So I'm definitely I'm definitely doing the coaching. Um, the training piece. I am I am in the middle of a full potential return. You know, I'm testing the waters out, seeing how everything is. Um, started to train and eat better, uh, you know, like like an athlete would. With my sights set on returning, um, that is that is my intention. We will see how my knee holds up through the process. That's the one unknown. Because yeah, my knee was feeling good, but but I wasn't obviously doing strongman stuff for a while. Um, so we'll see how that affects it and how I can manage it and if I can push through it. And it, and is your goal solely on the the one hundred and five weight class scene, or would would you would you consider going to? Uh, compete at open level comp or is you're following the passion of developing the weight classes and competing in the weight in the 105s etc yeah i think i'm probably going to stick with the 105 and stick with that um the open i did i did step in the open for a while yeah um and that was not pleasant on my body you know i'm 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 not you know i'm, I'm like barely six foot uh 200 some pounds so like training for training for 1100 pound yokes was pretty tough so what did you walk? If you said you were hundred kilo in the army, what did you walk around at outside? Like, say you were in peak shape. Uh, obviously, maybe not now if you've not been in training as much. But did you, did you do a big cut to one hundred five or what? No, I would walk around about I don't know one eleven to one thirteen usually. Okay, that's not so bad. I've heard in, in the American scene it seems to be well, obviously not for yourself, but I've seen a lot of people do much bigger cuts than over here. So I wasn't sure if you were like a hundred twenty kilo boy or something. No, 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 no. There, I mean, there are some guys that do that. They're rarely successful because that's just a lot of weight. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I've seen the biggest, the biggest, the biggest, uh, the best, 
like 110 to 115. So what, what are your, your favorite three events? Um, if you had to, if you had to pick a three event show that uh, for you to dominate, what three events would be your, your cherry picked? I'll see, you know, back when my knee was healthy, uh, I would go with a deadlift, a farmers of any kind, and any sort of medley, whether it be loading, carrying, however it is. Excellent. What about you, Shane? You got five seconds to answer this. Three events. Got three events. Yeah. Uh, any dead, any press uh, throw. Excellent. Right. So. Let's let's move on and talk about Clash anyway. So well, go on. Like split jerker in there. Hang on. What did you say? Well, top three. Max Max uh, Max. Uh, just say split jerk, split jerk, or split jerk behind the next split jerk. Probably. <laughs> or split jerk with a hitch. Can you do that? I don't know. Um, do it splits. Right. So t- t- tell us about tell us about Clash and your your vision for vision for Clash, like in the next five years. Um, and then and then we'll we'll break it down and look at the intricacies of it. Yeah, um, clash. It's this really cool thing, man. It's it's fluid. Uh, it started out as just something. That, you know, I, I've been fairly outspoken my entire career about the one hundred fives and how we get shit on. Um, so that's where I started. That's what I knew, right? Um, and I was like, these guys deserve so much more. So I wasn't competing, and I had the time and a little bit of disposable income. So I set up clash um for the guys because i wanted and it was supposed to be americans only and then once i started announcing it the international guys were like hey wait a minute and i was like all right i guess i can make this international like okay and it was blue it was blew, it blew my mind the response um and the production we put on was i mean we, we we a lot of stuff we needed to clean up but hands down that was one of the that was the coolest show i've been to um yeah that was just cool it, it you know you had awesome classic events some new kind of twists guys were competing constantly we did a whole new uh system of of tv experience on the qualifier days we had three events set up and two heats would be at each event and we would just rotate on screen after one guy went on each event just round robin style so there was never a break for the viewers when they were competing um and out of that the support the support just this past year after that it just swelled It, it was i think people find that they saw that there was something finally for the majority of the sport because the majority of the sport is not heavyweight nowadays. It's, yeah. it's grown. It's grown to the point where most of the people look like me and you. Well, do, you, do, do, do you think I look like you? No, no. I'm, no I, don't, I don't really. I don't really. <laughs> okay. I haven't got any muscles. With, uh, with the American scene then, what yeah. with, with Clash, what's kind of like, because I don't know how it works over there, but over here you've got like, the main comp, so to speak, is like your northern qualifier that qualifies to like England's, and you go to Britain's, uh, and then Europe's or whatever. So obviously, Clash is kind of separate to the, you know, that kind of style of comp. Um, are you involved? Like, have you got involved with that side now, or is that kind of like how how's the sport set up over there? Like, is it still kind of separate, and is is the sport going in the same direction with the other promoters as well, or would you say you're kind of taking over as the kind of main comp of the year over in the US? So I mean, you have so you have Strongman Corps, which is an amateur organization with some pro pro level shows. Um, USS amateur organization, then OSG. I'm not sure if you called amateur amateur professional yet. 
No, what we do don't. That's me, sir, over there. Do, uh, they just call it like novice inters and, uh, well, the, just the weight class 90s or 105s or whatever. There's not like a pro or amateur 90s. It's just a novice inters or normal 90s, I guess. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we have that's what, so that's what we have. And, and uh, for both my world titles, I got paid a thousand dollars. Right. Um, that never sat right with me. You know, it always kind of like what the hell? I put just I put just as much work as anybody that's won a world title. You know, like yeah. my all right, my alarm keeps going off. Um, and so the clash, I wanted it to be different. I didn't want it to be the same things we had over here. I wanted it to be elevated. I wanted it to be the show. I wanted it to be something that people wanted to come to. Um, and it took me, you know, it took me about a year or so to, to make it that way. Um, so I work with them as best I can. Um, they're not, I don't consider them competition or anything because I'm, for one, I, I'm not here for me. So you're not competing with me. This is for the athletes. So it's not my competition because I don't care. It's not, I'm not trying to make money. I'm not trying to make money, live off these people. I'm trying to give people an opportunity to really get what they deserve. Yeah. And, and, I suppose a compliment from the outside here like you can really see that with the thing that you do and, and like it does really come across like there's there's some promoters like in the UK who where a lot of people almost like begrudgingly give them money and entry fees because they feel like they're just kind of running off with the, they're lying in their own pocket with it whereas the thing what what from my perspective what what you can see with you is you can see that like any any kind of thing that's raised it, it it's all going back to it, it's all it's all going back in directly to leveling up the sport in terms of the model i think it's uh, absolutely brilliant um that, that's exactly what we're doing I, you know yeah i've taken negative dollars from this i'll put it that yeah. way yeah yeah um and it, it we it insp it was part of the inspiration um with what we did, what Luke Luke Davis and I did last year, we ran the Britons under eighties with like a, a, a similar 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 model where we just basically said, right, come on, let's 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 put on a show. Doesn't matter if we lose money. We've got a load of equipment. We've got a good following of people who are interested who we can maybe get. Um, and we just came up with the with the the, the similar kind of thing to you where. We realised that the, one of the problems in this country was the fact that there was no prestige in the under 80 scene particularly because there was no incentives for the best guys to actually turn up for the comp because the titles were, were the, the competitions didn't have much prestige with them. They were just like kind of just in a car park or like nobody, nobody, nobody really cared about them really. So there was no incentives for the top guys to do it. And then the weights had to be like kind of almost too light to accommodate to get more people into it. But then they were still too heavy for the kind of actual masses who are actually competing. So we, we kind of put together the model of like, how can we attract the, t the top guys and actually get the, because that's what people said to us. They said, we, you can't get, you, we, you won't get the top guys doing it in this country because there's no incentive. So then we put on the, we said, oh, like 50% of the entry fees we'll just put directly into the prize pot. 
Um, we put on some like opportunities to go for some records. We had the Atlas Stone record, Deadlift record, Dumbbell record. Um, so we got so we got some entries via uh, via that, and then we put we put a different weight option on. We put like a heavy option and a lightweight option, with a view to getting the the people who it was usually too heavy for, right to get to get in and basically support basically get that their incentive was that they could be part of this big show and half of their entry fee is going towards funding the elite guys. Uh, so anyway, we got, we got about, we, we, we got like 50 entries or whatever. And, um, and we, we got a few sponsors together and we ended up giving away like, I think 15 and like 1500 pounds to the winner um, in, in prize money. Um, it was just absolutely brilliant, but this was, like an inspiration from the kind of what you were doing, I suppose. Um, well, thank um, you. I'm, and I'm humbled. I get, I swear to God, I get, I get humbled every single day by people just as it, it, to me, it's just super humbling that anybody's copying me, not copying, but you know what I mean? Like using yeah, me. As it would, uh, absolutely brilliant. But, but to me, it's like, it's a no brainer. It's a, it's a simple model. Like you see, you seen it. I know. I remember when it first came about and it was something like, did you put like 10k down yourself? Yeah, it was my money. Like, and you're like, fuck it. Like this could this could this this could just blow back in my face and just be a complete failure. But yeah. you just went for it. And because you kind of uh but this is why I asked about the US scene as well. Because I think that over here in the UK, you've got these like newer promoters that are coming out, and I see like like Luke and uh, Reed when they run comps. They get like 50 to 100 entries. And then I seen the other day, like Midlands 105 qualifier was posting that, oh, we've only got four entries. So Midlands qualifiers off. We're going to, you know, you've got to go half year to north, half year to south just because there's four entries. And I'm like, well, that's just because you've not promoted it in the slightest other than like one Facebook post. And how can you not get more than four entries for, um, you know, for a national qualifier, you can only yeah. get four entries. Whereas these guys are running a master's competition, which you would think is like a, a smaller, you know, um, audience. And they're getting a hundred entries at Chaos Gym. And then you've got to, I always think to myself, you've got to like question the way you're running the competition or the way you're advertising it. And that's why I thought, I don't know what the US seems like, but I didn't know if, if Clash was like three, four times the size of this because the Britain's under 80 that Josh ran, like I say, that's that that's that was four or five times the size of some of these uh, national qualifiers now, and it's just because the uh, I get treated. Well, I, yeah, the way they're treated, the, there's no reason to do it. There's no incentive. It's just like really they've they've run it every single year for ten years, and they just like make the Facebook posts. It's the events, guys. Same venue, same this, same. No, no, there's no like progression at all, and it makes the athletes that. That's why people said you won't get the top athletes because. They see that thing every year and go, oh, I did it. I've done it like three times now. It's like it's the same thing. Like I look, people ask me to the Northern Northern's under ninety qualifier this year, and I've won the Northern's under ninety four times because uh, I've been competing for like twelve years and I've done it every couple of years or so. And the weights this year are like so much lighter than they were eight years ago. So I'm like. I like, really can't be asked to go and do a 90 kilo stone to shoulder, mate. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, there's a new little ramble. No, I mean, it's very, you know, it, I wouldn't say that my show, I don't know if about bigger, because my regionals, 
with the one of five qualifiers I've been doing, I've been getting anywhere from 11 to 19 people signing up. Um, but that's about expected to be honest, because it's very heavy. Uh, my, I made yeah, my region big, heavy. Yeah. It's a massive, heavy show, isn't it? It's going to have a smaller. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my intent though. I, I only wanted guys that were capable and able to come over to come compete at the main show. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, also another cool thing, our, our pro show qualifiers, we ran the online, um, the sign up, we had almost 300 people sign up for those. It, it was amazing. I, w- I was part of it. I did the under under 80s. I think it came 13th, I think. Um, and it was, the, I was just amazed by the, the standard. OSG qualifier last nope. year online. And it was just like, just kind of just put some basic lists in and kind of qualified by default almost because the field of entry is just, what wasn't as uh, wasn't as big, and I, I, obviously there's loads of different different uh, arguments for and against. But I th- but I think the barrier for entry that you put up is just absolutely brilliant in terms of like people p- 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 like like literally everybody who I coach, I could say right, put let, let's go on getting the online qualifier. It doesn't matter what you fucking if you no rep this, and you can put whatever score, and you've got a free chance to pit yourself against the the best guys in the world for free. Yeah. And that's, and that's, a thing. you know, as long as I can keep it going free, I'm going to keep it free because yeah. again, the, I don't want people to, you shouldn't have to come out of pocket to lift in your own gym. Screw that. You shouldn't have to come out of pocket to do a qualifier, to go pay more money. Yeah. You know, if you're at some point, at some point, the athletes have to stop be, being bled dry by the, by the, by the organizations. Yeah. Yeah. And it only takes only takes a little bit of effort on a promoter side to think about different ways of creating revenue, and then you can remove that. Um, yeah, the fact that you've got to ask the athlete for everything, because it's kind of like you're just asking the athlete for everything, aren't you? you can you pay to come here and put on an amazing show and do all this crazy stuff? And you sort this and you sort that, sort your own hotel, sort. It's an expensive sport, isn't it? So um, if you can get um, if you can get revenue elsewhere, then you can you can remove that kind of pressure from the athlete all the time that they've got to fund it themselves almost. Um, and I think that the way the sport's going, like you getting hundreds of entries into this online qualifier, a couple of years ago, you'd have thought that was impossible, to be honest. Um, and I think it's just going to get bigger every single year and you need to have something in place that yeah. allows you to capitalise on the volume coming in, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I think think with that, like, what did you say? You had three hundred entries this year. Right, right. Yeah, fucking brilliant. And like those, those, like Shane, you were one of them who tried to sign up late and he wouldn't let you. My, yeah, my you were. <laughs> um, cool. hello. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mo- Molly, my partner, she wanted to do it, but she was too late to. So, so I think I think like the next opportunity. I think that like it, it, it's just gonna and and like there's so so many guys who who, who I coach who got who got involved with it and thought, thought it was great. Like the 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 the, the online qualifier and th- those guys will do it again and it'll just snowball and um, like. I'm saying it's important to me that I do everything. well. Everything that has been done has been a failure in, in my eyes in the grand scheme of things. 
Um, and so, for example, the qualifier, we've seen qualifiers where it's like, here's your events you have until this date to submit them. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't like that because it gives guys too many opportunities. And it's just, I don't, to me, it's not as fun as waiting till Thursday and then you have two days to do it. Like, to me, that's fun. Yeah. That's part I, I think I think it's great. I, I honestly think that format was great. It was like it was a pain in the ass because I was like away for one of the weekends or something. But you have to if you want to do if you want it, you you work it out, don't you? You find a way. And like especially entry, all you have to do is get the stuff at your own gym. Like like come yeah. on. <laughs> but I, I I really thought I thought it was great how there was a small window because it does it does it does kind of what's the word. It does reward you for being good all round, rather than yep. rather than like say if you had you had a somebody like me for instance who's ob, ob, really obsessive. Why like if I had if I had a week or two weeks, I'd be fucking training it every day. I'd be working out all the little intricacies of how I can get a an extra kilo or something. Yeah. And realistically, like I think the the way that you you put it across is just like, well, let's see how good you are right now. That's there. what it is. You yeah. Know, any any great strong man will be good all, all around, right? Like no yeah. matter what. So if you're great, you're going to be good no matter what. It, on a, a random Tuesday morning, I could you can come up to me and say, hey, deadlift this much and I can do it, right? Yeah. But that's if you're going to be great, that's what you need to be. And that's kind of showed people a little bit. Um, and again, again, the, the events were, were wild because like I had to pick events that – Again, you guys were all were my, my, my first thought. I didn't want you to have too much setup and tear down, too much trouble doing the event. Yeah. So I tried these possible as well. That's, that sandbag over shoulder was fucking good. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things. I think OSG is doing a sandbag to shoulder ladder now, one of their qualifiers. Go oh, figure. Man. No, it was, it was absolutely horrible. Uh, oh yeah, so so if you if you need uh, somebody to step in, you have a roll down. Remember me, I'm in thirteenth place. Hey, I'd love to what? go. Oh, as people drop out, the only backups are through the online qualifier. Yeah. So. Um, so I think I think Flash is ahead of one ahead of me. Don't bother asking them though, because he's fucked. He's fucked <laughs> anyway. He's injured. Don't keep him away. What do you say? <laughs> Flash away. You know, <laughs> he's, um, off. he's absolutely broken. We're he, he, about 300 steps backwards. <laughs> Sorry, what happened to him? Well, basically, I, I coach him, so uh, he's had a fucked hamstring for about two years, and I, I told him to take OSG off because he kept trying to basically kept competing on this hamstring, and it's just yeah. getting worse and worse and worse. So he took a uh, like six months off, and then we uh, didn't even deadlift for four months. Started reloading his deadlift, got him to about 140 kilo, and then the clash qualifier came out. And he was like, Shane, if I qualify, it's not till August, so I can just sneak this five rep max deadlift, and then I'll go back to reloading my hamstring, and we'll be fine for clash. Anyway, he pulls this five rep max, and uh, he's like, oh, I can't feel my fingers, and I can't feel my toes, and he's got all this... <laughs> And then, yeah, he tried to do the the sandbag over shoulder. And every time he hit triple extension, he's getting like static leg and fucking spazzing out everywhere. So then he's like, fuck's sake, I've done this five rep max uh, axle. 
And then because I couldn't do the sandbag over shoulder, he didn't even qualify anyway. So I basically did it for nothing. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of like expanding your vision for like uh, for Clash, like and obviously making it a world a worldwide thing. Like, I just want you to know that if if there's any, if there's uh, any time that we can help with our network of people, just because we know lots of people in the under eighteen hundred in the weight class scene in the UK, right? Um, so if there's any way that we can help out, just like just reach out to us and um, I ask you about some kind of UK clash as well I, I thought that like i don't know what you think josh but i would love to uh run something over here um if you whatever idea i think that would be fucking awesome um we'd have to think how to do it because find a way a way to make it if it's gonna be a one-way class show or multiple if it's gonna be a qualifier yeah, it just depends on what you guys want to do and how we can do it. Because I don't have any plans right now of setting up in-person competitions for all the um, for every weight class. Um, just yeah. because I just don't have the scope. I don't. I mean, I just got to kind of control the growth of the growth of it before I do too much, and then it all folds. Yeah, well, well, well that's what I mean. That's what I mean is like like you, you, to the vi the vision of it to, for it to grow, grow, grow. Like you need to. You can't fucking do it all yourself, can you? That's the that's the point. Like oh, I, but but. Well, I mean, uh, I mean that, uh, like, even if it didn't mean like us running it or whatever, but I mean like us involved, in, like using our network to help you expand. That's what I mean. Um, okay. And um, like, like if we, if we, I'm not saying we're, we're going to run the show, but we 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 be able to get people who would, and we'd be able to raise, um, get get sponsors involved and stuff like that. Like. I I think straight away as soon as you say it's cool, I was going to ask him this anyway because I've, I've DM'd you a few times but I know you're like me you're busy so you, you ignore me little fucker but um, <laughs> got once, me. Once, once my apps released and my kind of coaching side has also moved out I really want a pro because I have the same vision of you that I'm more under 90 under 80 seeing guys to be honest mate but I'm more like like when I was at my, I've always said this, when I was at my peak under 90, I was a savage, but I didn't get fuck all, didn't get a penny, didn't get shit yeah. all, nothing. And it really frustrates me. And I really want to run. To, and I always thought to myself, uh, as soon as you did the clash, that I would love to do something like that over here. Because the problem over here is like I can't get the right to England's strongest man under 90. I can't get the rights to these national, you know, they're just run by the same people. And it's like, no, they won't hand it off. They promote it their way. Even if I was like, look, I want to put my own money in. I want to do this. I want to make it bigger. They're like, nope, it's, we're doing it this way. This is how it's always been done. And I'm like, yeah, no, mate. That's why I want it to not be done like that. I want it to be done better. Uh, so if we could do like um, something like a clash on 90s and 80s over here, that would be like right up my street. And I would love what? to put like my bowl into it. What if we did European Strongest Man under 90? Well, the, the do, that, o, OSG would, would that like OSG ran that a couple of years ago, didn't they? Official strongman, like yeah, that, that's what I mean. People name. it disappears. That, that got run yeah. once, didn't it? Yeah, like a couple of years ago, didn't it? And um, that that was Europe's strongest man type. Flash won, didn't he? In the under eighties, do you remember Shay? Um, yeah, it was in. A, yeah, uh, that, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um. We could figure out if, like, because if I do it in Europe, I mean, I'm doing one in Norway. Um, that's like a Scandinavian qualifier, but it's still open to everyone. Um, 
we are doing some 105 internationals this year. We could definitely expand. We're talking to, I don't know if I can say this. We might be in Europe at some point in 2023. Right. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to think about it again, because like I said, I want to, I want as soon as I'm leveled out with my coaching scene, I really want to, like my next kind of project, I want to help promote, um, I just want to give the guys, I feel like I just want to give the guys something like some of these people I've known for years competing. And I, like, like you said about the one on fives, I just feel like they just deserve, like they train like just as hard as any other athlete, you know, they're on it with everything 24 seven. And then sometimes I feel like they just don't get the reward or recognition. You know what I mean? And um, let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's brainstorm throughout the year. I would love to host something with you guys in 2023 and figure it out. I tell you what, right now, this right here, this is the only way the clash works is the community coming together um, yeah. for the, everybody. I'll tell you what I, I, I said, we're humbled. It's, I cannot believe across the world even has supported and want to be part of it. If yeah. anything, that they were ready for something. But I suppose it just takes, I, I don't know what the fancy words are, but just go with it. It just takes like one like pioneer or trailblazer to fucking step out. And that's what you've done. And then you've realized that, that there's actually so many people in this worldwide network with, you, you know, Shane, we talk about, I know you don't know, I know you don't know us like very well, but like, we're, like Shane and I run this thing, run this podcast or whatever. It's a bit fun and we do, we, we like d develop, like give a lot of co coaching content out for people to get better at strongman, essentially. Um, but when push comes to shove, like, Shane and I are like we we could be competitors, like we we could be fighting for the for the same business, like because yeah. he has his own business, I have my own business that's strongman coaching online, but we have re we we have like kind of given this given this thing a go and just si since we've kind of brought this like come together and like yeah. elevated but like our kind of reputation and results that we're getting people together. Like I refer people to him. He refers people to me. Like we, we, we share, share content with each other. Like it's just great. And everybody, Amazing. but the thing is, it's like, it's everybody wins. And it's like that, that thing of like, say the three of us talking here, like one plus one plus one is a lot greater than three. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, yes. like the, that's what that's what clash is. Clash is nothing but a movement. It's not an organization. It, it, yeah. At this point, and the, and look, but it's, it's just great to like like similar to what like we we talked to Luke Luke Davis quite a lot. Like he's kind of how he's developing the 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 uh, the shows and promotions in this country. Like it's great because like like I said, the three of us could be our businesses could be could be competitors, but actually the three of us were like kind of work like chaos MST and my business were working synergistically. The yeah. whole sport, especially in this country is, is getting better as a, like as a massive country. Yeah, thing, promotes. So it's right, just there's a big pie out there, isn't there? And if you're a coach, it's not me versus you versus someone else, because like I can't coach everyone. You can't coach everyone. You know what I mean? It's impossible. There's no point, like, you know, I, I refer, like, if, if someone's more suited to Josh, I'm like, no, you probably, you know, go over there or, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't need to, I don't, I don't even, I've never even thought about any other coaches' competition, to be honest with you. I just see him as part of the sport and it's like, 
you know, I want everyone to do do well because I, I as long as the coach is invested in the sport, because there are some coaches out there that, you know, they'll just they don't do coach and they don't do anything. I, I'm I'll promote the coaches like like 3D strength, for example. You know, everything he does, he he puts back into running shows the 120 class and you know investments but I, I think as long as people are like that there is no competition we're all just together helping grow the sport because the bigger the sport grows uh, the better it is, is for us as athletes and the better it is for us yeah. as coaches as well yeah it's, yeah I don't feel like that well, I agree we can all win Everyone yeah can win. when I started strength the strengthly collective um a lot of people initially, they were like, oh, no, you're coming for our business. And I'm like, it's not your business because this isn't coaching. You know, this is program templates that people that either can't afford coaching or right in a break. It saves them money. And it's just good. It's just good. It's good to get in there. People can get in there and learn how other people program and learn their bodies and stuff. It's not it is not coaching. So, like, initially, I got a little pushback, but then people were kind of like, all right, I see what this is. You know, I get it. So t- so t- tell us it. Tell us a bit more about the. So so. Correct me, correct me. Is it strength collective or strengthly, or is it this? It's strength bleat. Yes, right. Um, yeah, that started again. I saw a need, you know, being a coach, being an athlete, being around sport. I know there's tons of people out there that can't afford coaching that could benefit yeah. with, or in there, and they either don't trust open source or they just don't use it, or they feel better paying for it, whatever the reason is. You know, people don't source the free stuff a lot. Yeah. So I, I happen to be fairly well connected in the strength world. Um, and I just kind of reached out and was like, Hey, here's the idea. It's a monthly subscription. You give me a program. Um, you get a cut, you get a cut of every dollar spent. Um, and then we just give the people programming template, good, the good programming templates. That's one of my things. I, I made sure of these guys, like, I don't want your trash. I want your, I want you to program this as if you're programming something, but for everyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they bought in. And since and then, you can, we've... And you can see from again, you can see from the outside that they're like this. This is like such a great platform for the coaches to be involved in to showcase themselves. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Someone comes in and does one of their programs, and then hey, I like the way he does this. I'm going to hire them as a coach. Exactly. Um, and yeah, everyone came together. And again, strengthly right now, strengthly is besides myself personally, we're using strengthly to pay for all the class stuff. Yeah. Wow. So I'm working together. Um, but you know, eventually the idea to get to clash to where we don't have to come out of the one business for the other, cause we have to grow that other business still. Yeah. So we, um, well, get, get, let, let's have a plug for strengthly. Like what, what is it you offer? What is the cost? Like what for, for our listeners who, who were say, look, looking for a low cost program, a budget program. www.collective.com. It is a program, a website where you sign up for $35 a month and you get access to over 60 programs by 25 coaches. Um, We have programs that are full, full programs like strongman prep, powerlifting prep, Olympic lifting prep, um, hybrid bodybuilding power. We have programs that are specific. Like I have a deadlift program. Nicholas Camby has an overhead press program. Bobby Thompson has, uh, he's going to have an overhead press program coming out. Maxime Boudreau is going to have a, how to look like a freak like me program coming out. Um, there's all types of stuff. Buck has a press conditioning program that, that teaches you how to press for reps. It's crazy. The amount of content we have. So good. So great. And, uh, like, as Anthony said, like he, 
you, you're obviously going to filter it or you're not going to accept any shit on there. I right? you like it, it's all all quality stuff. Um, so great. Um, what what about you? I saw you had an, an advert up for you your uh, your own coaching. Uh, so do you, do you have some details about people who are listening who could make who maybe be interested in signing up? Yeah, yeah. So I recently retired from the U.S. Army, so I have a lot more time on my basically is what happened. So um, I just have more spots for coaching. Um, don't um, don't at me if you're this. Um, I, two reasons. One, I don't want to waste their money and I don't want to waste my time. That, those are the two reasons, because I've had people come in. They're not serious. And this really is just a waste of money for them. And, and I could be helping somebody else because, um, you know, as you know, as a personal coaching, there is a limited amount of people you can handle at once. Yeah. So you need to really, be, I'd like to vet a little bit, but if you're serious, if you want to get stronger, if you want, it doesn't have to be for sport. I've helped you know, moms, old dads, you know, all types of people just get stronger, feel better. Um, hit me up. You know, you can go to the Strengthly Collective website. There's a, a coaching option where you can sign a questionnaire for me. You can DM me. Um, maybe I'll read it. I don't know, Josh. <laughs> so the, so if you go to your, if you go to your Instagram, there's a link on your bio is there with the, with the link to the to, to the application form where they can the, the vetting form basically. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's on my Anthony Strong is my Instagram. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, and fa- finally, can we talk about um, the record breakers to finish off? Like can you tell us a bit more about the event? Looks like really exciting the 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 coverage on ESPN. Is it a two hour slot? Have two hours live on ESPN Friday night, seven to nine PM, like prime time. Uh, and we're, we're starting off with the American Deadlift Championships. What's the date? So is it end, end of March? April 22nd. April 22nd. Yep. We're starting with the, the Deadlift Championships. We have um, we have a heavyweight woman. We have a few 80 guys. We have a 64 well, four women coming to compete. Um, 105 guy. Two 105 guys. And then we are moving on to the oh, – we're shit. We're doing women's axle, 64 kilo axle, women's 82 – Axel, we're doing open women's log. We're doing men's 105 world record deadlift with uh, two two uh, UK guys, actually, Matthew McKeegan and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. I coach them. class. It's like a weight class max lift record breakers thing live on ESPN. Essentially, the only heavyweight we have is uh, Evan Singleton is coming to break the circus dumbbell. How, how does how does how does he qualify for this then? How so? Um, this was a last minute thing. I only had three days, or t- I only had two or three days to fill it from when ESPN said we have it to when they needed the schedule. So I just did an Instagram push where I reached out like, "Hey, everyone, come at me!" I need you know, and I, I bet it sent me like videos and lifts and stuff. But what record, well, what record would you go for, Shane? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I am the best on the night log presser that has ever lived. So if you ever Someone to come do a record on ESPN Live. You just fucking DM me, motherfucker, because that is that is my scene. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's so I'm limited in my in my ability to pass. That's one thing. But all I have is my Instagram and slash Instagram. That's all we have. So that's what I did. So I know, but I didn't see it. And I've missed out on your class qualifier now, and I've missed out on this bloody right. The I should be on ESPN slinging a 180 strip log and 90 kilo, slamming it down and shouting out a draw. That is you know- my destiny. Do you know what um you can do is you can go to my profile and turn notifications on for whenever I post something. I will do. <laughs> I know that I'm saying this, and I was like, 
what is this? Like, what is going on? He, he will do when you reply to his DM. <laughs> no, I mean, serious. If you ever have a max log again, you bear me in mind on the 90 kilo. Um, because that, that's my destiny. And I've been saving it. I haven't done a comp yet because I refuse to do a world record strip log under 90 kilo in front of three people. I refuse. Um, oh, so, well, yeah. Super Bowl. I could have had you done in front of thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, is it too late for him to get, get him in? I don't, I don't, I think there is somebody doing the under 90 right now, I think, isn't there? Okay. Charles Pierce is doing it. Why don't you do it? Yeah, but, but he did a push press, though. He, he split jerks. Oh, no, what are you doing? Oh, you're one of them. You're, 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 you're one of those UK purists. No, I just I just have a really good strict log, so I just like to troll people that use the legs. <laughs> That's all I'm at. I'm only good. I can't push anymore because of my knee. <laughs> what, what, right. do think, what do you think you could do by the end of April under 90 then, Shane? Hey, I'm, I'm on top form. I'd, strict, I'd be able to do uh, 180. You'd be able to strict 180. 180? Yeah, that's true. I've done 175 before. Um, I did an easy 160 last week. It was that piss. RP, RP, fuck all. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd have eight kilo to lose. I'm a bit heavier. I'm about 98 at the moment. But if, you, if that's, that's enough time, I could do that. Let me, let me look at the schedule and see if we can fit you in. Um, yeah, I just have to look at the schedule because, again, it's live. So we have to time everything like crazy. Okay, yeah, I'll um, send you a video. I'm not taking piss because I don't have a fucking clue. I am, but I'm strict log done. You will soon. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me see the log. Yeah, I will. Plans but yeah, and can I um, do the can I do the dumbbell under eighty dumbbell? I don't think we have someone doing the under eighty dumbbell. Oh. It's it's easier to add somebody that we're already doing than create. Yeah, a whole yeah, new yeah. Event. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I don't think we're doing under eighty dumbbell. I'll keep it in mind though, because like I said, I'll, hopefully this happens every year. Because the reason ESPN did this is because they were happy with our ratings from the first year. Yeah, they couldn't. They we had really good. I can't say specifically, but I know that we beat at least a couple episodes of World's Strongest Man. Wow. In the ratings. That's cool. Yeah, you can't invite me. I'll get. I will one hundred percent, one hundred percent break the world record log strict because I can do that no problem. Because I think the record is one six seven. I got one seventy in me all day. So okay. And, and, Saving it for the moment that matters, and now it could be. Uh, yeah, send me the video, and I'll see what I can do. Because worst case scenario, with all these attempts, we might only be doing the the actual record attempts live to save on time. So you'd have to warm up to basically whatever, and then come out on stage and hit the record. Yeah, easy for me, mate. Okay. All right, I will. Let me know, and then I'll like I said, I'll do the I'll do some of the math and see if we have any time to to put you yeah. in there. If there's no time, I don't. I'm, I'm only. I'm only trolling you a little bit. But next, yeah. but next, it's more notice. I need to. I need to make you aware of my strict log powers because, yeah, that, I just. I should be there. <laughs> You're in my DMs all the time, but then you don't DM me when it counts. And I know, fucking, I keep missing him. I, I missed the class. The, the class qualifier. I seen it, and I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. How have I missed this? And then I, I, I tried to enter. I was like, Josh, I can't enter. He's like, oh, you're a day late, mate. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Shane, Shane, share your um, share that one seventy anadrol log that you did. Share that to your story and tag him and tag me because I'll share it again because it'll fucking brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll do. Right, have you got any more questions to ask Anthony, Shane? 
Now you've got that one off your chest. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> no, no, I don't really have anything other, other than to say that, yeah, like, like you said before, I'm glad that you're the, I think you're the first person, because a lot of people must have had the idea of something similar-ish to Clash, you know what I mean? Something that pushes the weight class. Because we all, everybody who competes in it does think the same thing, which is like, I think we deserve more. I want it to be bigger, etc. And I just want to say, yeah, fucking class that you were the first one really to like take that step. And like you say, you've inspired people around the world now to start trying to do something else with the weight classes. Uh, like definitely inspired me to, especially just seeing the quality of the production and stuff. It's so good because just having that incentive as an athlete to go somewhere and, and you know, like I've had it before where I've come back from massive competitions and I've told people I've competing and they're like, oh, like, where's it going to be? Like, how can I watch it? Like, what can I do? And I'm, oh, I've got this, uh, you know, potato video on my phone here, mate. You can watch this. It, it's, it's kind of a bit of a, oh, you know, a bit disheartening. <laughs> so just to be able to, like, have something like that and show people and then it allows, like, friends and family and stuff to, like, oh, wow, this is pretty fucking cool what you do. And it just expands the sport a little bit uh, instead of you know, the little shitty phone clips that you have to show to everyone. So, yeah, I just want to say big fan. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the re- like the the stuff that you're doing the most. The obviously you you say you're refining it and making mistakes and stuff, which is obviously great and, and that's natural with growth, isn't it? Um, but it's de- yeah, you can see it's definitely the it like it's been a catalyst in developing the the sport all over the world, like following following similar systems and because it, it's fucking once somebody's put, pointed out the route, it's fucking simple, isn't it? It's, it, it's you know, simple. It's like you're not doing anything. Fat. It's, it's, it is. I think it's great. And like, it just takes away the excuse of that people saying this could. Oh, well, it's nobody's interested. Or yeah. Oh, nobody cares. Or people only want to see the big guys lift. Or or like, it's it's, what, it's bollocks. ESPN is interested, and that's all I need, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like the, you know, that whole interest thing is it's it's a, it, so it's like the you know the Arnold this year um the women they're not getting the free live stream on Rogue apparently they got to pay so you got to pay to watch the women wow and they're gonna turn around and be like not enough people watch the women well of course they did you're charging twenty five dollars a stream why would a bunch of people log in it's just the people same people just keep making the same mistakes and it's we it's time you know it's time brilliant right thank you very much for your time. It's been great. Great to have a chat. And um, yeah, nice one. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this was awesome. I appreciate you guys. Stay in contact. And so what, what's it? What's you, you, your Instagram for people listening? Anthony Furman Strong. Fantastic. So make sure you, you follow him and uh, slide into his DMs because he'll fucking ignore you. <laughs> Unless you want to pay him for coaching. Right, <laughs> see, you later. see you later, guys. <laughs>